welcome Tetsurai Illusions. We are back from a very lengthy hiatus, and there's two reasons for that. One, I've been to Connecticut twice, which will factor into the... Why do we have to do three reasons and separate them? Second, I spent most of the summer writing a new manuscript, which I am so excited about. I wrote a T for T historical romance set during... Maybe the defining act, defining event of the 19th century, both kind of at the beginning of it, and then it has great relevance to a lot of people toward the end of it, which should be enough to kind of uh, give it away for some people. Uh, if I give a single other spoiler, it'll spoil it away. If you know me really well and you know th media and events and shit that I really care about, it's, it's kind of no surprise, but anyway... I am so excited. It's currently out on submission. Wrote the fucker in seven weeks. Uh, edited it in about three or four. And uh, it's out there. And I am so excited and nervous. And uh, that's a great... It's it's a great... I feel alive. I feel alive from that. Uh, not that I didn't before, but... Uh, I'm like the kind of person who, when you get nerves and stuff... It's a good thing. It's a, it's good to be nervous. It's good to uh, uh, go for things that require you to step outside your comfort zone or to take risks and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I've talked on this show about uh, the shittiness of, of, trans publish of publishing while trans and uh, to, to get back in the ring, to take another swing, to get knocked down and all sorts of... Your book can't sell, even though your your following is larger than all of my clients combined. I, you just can't sell. This is what the people tell me. But uh, there's just no market from it, as I sit on a Facebook following in the top 3% on the entire fucking platform. This is, this is the publishing world for you. It's not me complaining. It's me speaking basic reality. It doesn't... The math is not mathing. It doesn't add up. But, all right. This is not what the episode is about. And then three... Uh, we were going to come back last month, but then while I was in Connecticut after Sweeney Todd, which is uh, amazing, Josh Groban and NLA Ashford, it was so good, I fainted afterward, and I got a concussion, and I got a big chin shiner, which if you've followed my page, you've probably seen, and I also uh, fucked up my nose a little bit, so I've been worried about, I've been waiting for the septum to go down. I have a very nasally voice anyway, so you probably uh, wouldn't be able to tell. But um, that's kind of why we've been on hiatus for a while, as opposed to normal, regular, longish shit hiatus, because the show is, uh, that's kind of what we do now. But there we go. All right. Now to the episode. I've been wanting to do this episode for like five months, although clearly I have not wanted to do it enough to actually do the episode now, but <laughs> here we are. The topic is uh, a favorite of mine. In fact, I've spent most of 2023 at war with this, even among suitors who I have no intention of going out with because I've already rejected them because I think they're weak on this particular front. Because, ladies and gentlemen, and all sorts of people, we are going to talk about discretion, baby. I hate discretion, like, with a vengeance. And I'd go a step further. One of the things in the LGBTQ community, and, and maybe we can expand it a bit to the world at large as it is now, but 
we're kind of in a situation, I feel like, a lot of the time, where if somebody talks about something, an aspect of the dating world, or, or really social dynamics, everything is good and nothing hurt. Nothing is bad. There's nothing, no decision a person can make. Everything is valid. Which, there are a lot of things that are valid, a lot of different uh, types of relationships and identities that 10 years ago people would have thought, like, oh, that's that's too far out there. Validity is a really good thing, especially to people who are nervous and are just getting out there in the time to know that, hey, you know, you're loved, let your freak flag fly, let your normal... I mean, I know a lot of people with, uh, you know, they, they, they get really nervous about explaining their situation to you, and then you're like, wow, like, hang on a second, you are way more normal than me. I mean, you should see how many plushies I sleep with, and I spend most of my waking hours t thinking about Thomas the Tank Engine, but... Validity, I mean, validity is a great thing. However, not all validity is created equal, and there are some aspects of interpersonal relationships that I feel like have outlived their usefulness, and they're still being given safe quarter. I am, of course, talking about discretion. I hate discretion. I've said that before. I'm going to say it about 100. We'll try to keep the episode short so that I don't have to say it literally 100 times, but maybe we'll come, come close I grew up in an America, post-9-11 America, in George W. Bush's presidency, and, and for a, a bit of Barack Obama's presidency, and he really didn't help with this um, very much. It's our current president, Joe Biden, who actually got ahead of him on it. Uh, gay marriage. There are a lot of people in this country who didn't really object to gay marriage. On, I mean, I, I don't think religious grounds is a legitimate reason, but... What's maybe even worse than the religious grounds are the people who just would say things like, why do they have to call it marriage? Which is just, like, so disgusting. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, and, and, and now we've, we've come a long way from that to say, like, yeah, I care that you care because it's wrong and I'm going to say it. Uh, those people are obviously not valid. But then we also have the other people who said, hey, if... Gay marriage is allowed. We will open up the floodgates, and a lot of people... Rick Santorum, he said, you know, if gay marriage is allowed, maybe people will want to marry their goat. And goat marriage did not happen, and it's relevant. We have not seen a big uptick in people trying to marry their goats. All of the fear-mongering didn't happen. But my beef is, like, something like that is ridiculous. But my bigger beef is for the, the large not insignificant segment of the population that, that basically were like, well, I, I'm okay with it, but just keep it in the bedroom, or why does it have to be in my face? As if I, as a 90s baby, didn't grow up with The Little Mermaid and The Beauty and the Beast and very inexplicably Pocahontas just shoving compulsory heteronormativity in my face as a young foundling who probably would have been much better off on a healthy diet of queer homo shit so I could get a, you know, a leg up on the world. But no, I had all that shoved in my face. It's just so gross, like, to think that there are people out there who would would want to object to, uh, I mean, we're not talking about, like, uh, you know, couples, you know, group sex in a, in a bar where, where somebody is spread eagle on the on the bar back while the bartender is pouring shots and, and people, it's like a slip and slide going in and out. There's lube flying all over the place. You've got six different people involved, a lot of different genders. 
and you almost can't look away because lube is just flying all over the place. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff being in mainstream society, but it, but if we're honest, uh, most of us in this country grew up in a world where a lot of normal, you know, so-called moderates, the people who think Liz Cheney is great, didn't want to see two grown men holding hands. I grew up in that world where that was seen as wrong and awful. And I, I, I think for probably the rest of my life, a lot of what I do is, is kind of to punish those people because I hate it. it it's, such a, it, it's such a mundane form of antagonism against a population that doesn't need it. Uh, generations grew up feeling like that was wrong. And I have to live with that as a trans woman because I go out with men who sometimes, very rarely, I mean, I, I try my best to filter them out, but there's people who get squeamish. This happens literally every day. You get people who message you, and they're clearly a closet case. They're afraid to be seen in public with a trans woman. And we're talking normal places like Connecticut or... I actually haven't run into this specific issue in New York City. Uh, Long Beach, California, I've had it happen. And... Those people often, I guess we, you know, we've actually made it pretty far without talking about Grinder, but Grinder even has this uh, feature or uh, label. You can put it, you can put your tribe as discreet, like you're gonna be anonymous, or you know, let's keep this on the down low. Keep what on the down low? Like you're not meeting at a bar and you know, lubing up. Uh, I just already did one. Just uh, maybe it was disgusting. Maybe some people liked it, but. We're not going to go down that road of the uh, graphic image again, but discretion to me... Actually, it's not even discretion to me. Here's what discretion means, people. Discretion means I'm embarrassed of who I am, and I want the rest of the world to cater to my insecurities because my world won't accept me, and I'm okay with that. I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to kowtow. I'm going to get down on my knees and give heteronormativity a gigantic blowjob. And I don't like that. I think that we should have shame-free blowjobs that can be in a bedroom, can be private, should be private. You shouldn't make people watch that stuff. But if you're holding hands on the way back from the bar and the guy's like, hey, I'm going to be squeamish about that. Guess what, dude? Let's... Let's go back to validity for a second. Not everything can be valid. I, for example, want to kick out the discreet people from the... If, if I was overlord of the, of the LGBTQ and all subsequent have options on all future letters that could be added to our alphabet, our gay alphabet... Uh, if I was the, you know, uh, God Emperor, like if this was Dune, if I was the, you know, if I sat on the Iron Throne, Game of Thrones, uh, I would, one of my first acts would be to boot all of the discreet people out and kick them out. And some people are like, that's harsh, but I think it breeds a lot of rot in the world and I hate it. And I, I... I think when, when you, you come out swinging so hard as I have against something like discretion, you'll get some people who are like, okay, surely there are exceptions. Like, I don't think if you're in a, like, if you're in a polycule or something, you don't need to bring, or, you know, if you're ethically non-monogamous or, or polyamorous, I'm not saying, you know, your next corporate 
uh, picnic, you have to bring like two of your partners and your metamor and and their partners first. I mean, if it's a free food spread and there's good stuff and there's free booze, you're probably an asshole if you don't bring all of those people. But I'm not saying that you have to, and you know, you don't have to go down to Alabama to conservative grandma and uh, introduce all of this, but. I do tell my grand like I only have one grandparent now, but he does know that I go out with couples and I go out with married men and all sorts of stuff. And my parents know that, and my family knows that, and I don't think there's there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I don't I don't hide those things from I don't hide those things from anyone. And yeah, maybe I'm a rare example of it, but I want to go back to the the yeah, you know, just leave that better. What's wrong with three people going out? I mean. That's that's the thing for all the people who want to be like discreet. Sure, I mean, people who have jobs and careers and families, uh, you have to look out for people other than yourself. But that's also, frankly, what I'm doing. I'm looking out for the other trans women who go out sometimes with people who are. I mean, think about. I have to say to guys sometimes, like they'll message you first of all. They don't send a face pic. It's like, what are you a fucking loser? Like, hey, are you down to hook up? Like, I don't ever want to hook up with somebody who wants to hook up with me before they've even seen my face. That's disgusting. I hate that. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm not... I don't want to shame people who literally will fuck everything that moves, but I don't have a lot of respect for that. And I'm, again, I'm okay saying that uh, not everything is... It, I don't like that. And I, I do... What I do like, actually, is saying that I don't like it. I'm I'm comfortable. You can call me a bigot against discreet people. Yes, Fine. I, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit of a feisty one. I'm a little bit of a fighter. I do kind of like a war. I'm going to have war with the discreet people because guess what? If, if LGBTQ was a giant boat and I was the captain and I knew that there were discreet people, I would have a big gay party and we would put a plank out there and we would kick all the discreet people off. And the world would be a better place. And it's not like I want Caligula or Babylon which was an okay movie. God, a lot. Of, it it is kind of artsy garbage, but um, I went into it expecting to hate it, and I was like, this thing is pretty good actually. Uh, and I hated La La Land, although I did like it the first. What a great random ass aside. Uh, we are having a filmmaker uh, on the podcast, uh, which should probably be our next episode because I already talked to them about it. Uh, this is kind of why we're also doing this. Somebody needs a warm up, but. Here's a devil's advocate, again, you know, if you're one of the people who's like, leave the discreet people alone. You can't kind of leave them alone, though, because you can't sequester them off to their own thing. Case in point, uh, I have extremely high standards. I only like to uh, sleep with people who, A, are attracted. Guess what? We're in L.A. There's tons, tons, tons of beautiful people. A lot of beautiful people. That can't be enough. If I was in, you know, Boise, Idaho, uh... I actually did have a brief thing with a, uh, she says she was straight. There's no way. Um, but she was great. So this is, that's what a random aside, but there are beautiful people there. But, um, look, some of us, and I'm not completely removed from this, but you do, some of us have lowered our standards at certain points to meet the uh, thirst level that we're uh, currently having at that point in time. You know, progesterone comes around, and you kind of need something. Uh, you switch. We talk about the gauntlet in other episodes. Maybe the gauntlet gets uh, some steps removed when you really need it. So with that in mind, what I'm worried about 
are the people who go and they entertain the discreet realm because they really need it. They're going to invite some dude. Like, the amount of people who ask me, can you host? And they think they're just going to come over to my apartment. I've never met them. I'm going to invite a strange man into my home. Like, I want to say to them, look, like, you're you're a big dude. Like, what if you are a creep? What am I supposed to do about it? I don't want to get killed in my own home. There was one really, really hot guy who made a joke about that. And I have, like, in the months... I talked about him in another episode. It's four months. I'm still kind of thinking about this guy. He's very cute. Um, I might have been okay if he wanted to kill me. That would have been the worst one to go out with. But I, I didn't meet... He, I didn't invite him directly over. We met at the beach, and then I brought him home. Very safe. Very safe. But, um... These people think it's normal. Guess what, baby? It's not normal to just bring somebody into your home without meeting them first in some kind of neutral setting. I, in no world is that normal. Like, pre-grinder, pre-apps, pre blah, 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 when you used to... I mean, so a lot of people... A common thing I get is, why, are you, why do you like the apps so much? Why don't you go meet people in person? It's because I'm a weirdo, and I like people to know I'm a weirdo beforehand. So, and the worst... The worst is if they don't realize you're trans and or they don't know your genital situation and you're like, shit, I'm being hit on by a cis man who's straight and for some stupid reason, this this nasally, raspy voice, uh, maybe you're in a credit club or something, they can't tell that I'm one of them pesky dang transgenders and it's just like, holy shit, dude, I was not trying to fool anyone. You should see... My public persona, and by the way, my name is Ian Thomas, uh, but I actually do go by Diana a lot privately. It's actually kind of weird managing the whole two-name situation, but if I'm at a bar trying to meet people, then I'm probably with friends who know that I'm Ian, so guess what? Straight, straight dude comes up, says I'm hot. I mean, should he be upset that my name is Ian Thomas and that I used to be a man? No, because I'm a very attractive woman, and he can call me Diana if he wants. He doesn't need to be discreet about that. I'm not going to date him if he won't introduce me to his mother. All in good time, of course, but God. I went out with a guy last summer who I started to realize was... He he went out with he would go out with my friends and me, and uh, discretion was, was, to his credit, not a problem, but I did start to get the sense that he was not fully out at home. And we weren't seriously dating, so, like, it wasn't something that was on my mind a lot. But I did start to... Uh... You know, earlier I called out the people who would instinctively knee-jerk try to defend the discreet people. Guess what, everyone? I was kind of about to do it. I was about to defend... His level of discretion, because he's kind of like one of those manly men, uh, has a lot of meathead friends. He watches football. I mean, in L.A., I mean, I mean, we have two football teams now. When I got here, we had zero. But, you know, if you're somebody who hangs out with your high school friends all the time and they don't know that you're pansexual, then guess what? Kind of a problem. There's something off there. That means that those friends of yours that you hang out with all the time are not your friends. And I have experience with that. I sent a lot of those people to the curb, some of whom didn't deserve it. We've made up later, and it wasn't like I literally sent them to the curb. 
But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times people lose touch. And as a trans woman, you think that uh, a lot of your old past that you just naturally lose touch with, uh, that, that, that it was maybe something to do with being trans. And then you kind of realize, like, the other person feels that, hey, you just stopped talking to them. Uh, so give some people credit. He's not giving them credit, though. He's discreet. That's the thing, also. Discreet takes such a, a gross view of the world. Now, and I was about to say I've talked about this before. I can't even think, begin to think of uh, what episode I would have talked about it on. But um, when I first came out, like, you know, seven, eight years ago, um, I thought that it would be the end of most of my relationships uh, with my past. And that was not the case. There were people who I assumed would never talk to me again who have treated me uh, with with great dignity, and yeah, they're not perfect about it, but um, I mean, some of this trend stuff, is like it's it's hard for people to wrap their heads around, so you do have to give some people some grace. Um, you can be wrong, and if you're discreet, you know, you're not letting, you're not, you're not giving anybody a chance to uh, show you who they really are. It sells this world of ours so short. And that's maybe part of my annoyance. I live in Long Beach, California. Very woke place. I have a dignified life in Los Angeles. And I, I, I've had it since almost the start in terms of uh, very few issues like being clocked as trans or being ridiculed for being trans. It happened. Uh, it's happened probably only a handful of times, uh, and some of it, very, yeah, uh, that sucks, but, um, nothing good happens when you close yourself off from the world, that's been a recurring theme of ours for the four plus years that we've done this show, and I, I know that better than ever, I go out and I fail in so many times in practically everything I do, in professional settings, in, uh, dating, and all sorts of stuff. I throw myself out there, and I fail a lot, and I succeed a much smaller percentage of the time than, than when I fail. But you do it anyway. You do it anyway. Discreet. I'm gonna hide. I'm embarrassed. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck your fear. This community, this LGBTQ community of ours, didn't sound like LGBTQ. We deal with enough baggage and self-hate and all sorts of stuff. And a lot of that's not going to go away. I can't tell you to stop hating yourself. I hate myself all the time. It's not a good idea to do it. You shouldn't. I guess I will tell you not to do it. But like me, you probably won't listen. But that's okay because you heard it. You know that that's the right thing to do. Discreet? No. Let's not offer safe harbor to that kind of crap. It's bad for our community. And we do all sorts of things that are bad for us. Like, a lot of bottoms can't hold their liquor. Um, a lot of tops, much fewer tops actually can't. But um, that's that's really not relevant. <laughs> Getting toward the end of this episode, we'll actually keep it uh, at a reasonable length. But um, you lose a bit of yourself when you go out with people who don't respect you. And more importantly, discretion fundamentally goes back to a lack of respect for oneself. So 
they don't respect themselves, they're not going to respect you, and then you being disrespected, seeing a guy who's ashamed to be out with you, whether you're a gay man, a trans woman, a trans man, uh, we all, you know, this isn't a problem. The les- How many lesbians really have this? I can think of uh, only a couple that would have this problem. But then it ricochets, and you see that behavior, and you bring it with you to the next one, and guess what? Like, it's a ripple. I, I mean... When I think about like my my hero's journey, my little sliver of a of a character arc in this broader equation, uh, the good the good that I do, uh, it's not through this show. Which uh, oh, we were gonna start off and thank our uh, Chinese viewers and uh, our German viewers and our viewer Canadian viewers listeners and uh, uh sweden would be another one uh those are places that we're, we're we've been charting in the like five months since we've done an episode we've been on the chinese charts for uh sexuality for like like a, over a month now and uh you know y- y- a lot of you guys listening are in countries where uh equality is a lot different than long beach california which is is pretty woke um and we have to think about how do we change cities and countries and society itself? And there is no real way to do that other than drops in the bucket day in and day out. My Facebook page averages about 4 million page Im- impressions uh, on, on a typical, I was about to say on a good week. That's pretty much an average week. Uh, that's a lot of people who are being exposed to my hyper flamboyant version of transsexuality. Uh, and that's a lot of... Uh, as normal cishets, uh, run of the mill. Uh, I have people who follow me who who ha- don't have any any gay people in their lives, but they see me and they see the way that I preach and talk about like just being true to yourself. But that has to also like you have to put away the shit. Like there's so many things that I do that I'm annoyed with, and I try to do it, but I try to change and fail a lot, but. At the end of the day, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be okay with the person you see in the reflection. And if you're somebody who's like living, you cannot do that in the closet. I've been there. I've been there. And it sucks. And, you know, you can't, you likewise can't like heap tons of blame on yourself. Like, especially for those of us who grew up with W and... Obama was def- basically no help on that front either for a long time. Uh, and, and, and in some ways, that one hurts more because he's supposed to be one of the good ones. Um, you can't do that. And it's, it's, it's not good for you. And it, it, likewise, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't fundamentally care if, like, singular, annoying, obnoxious queers who are bad for the community because they are, are just discreet and they bring their self-loathing. Like, if those people want to go rot in the closet... Like, fine, but the reality is that they pollute the well for a lot of other people uh, who are going to be caught up in that. So we have to to think holistically about our community as a whole and what's good for it. And discretion is not good for it. Tolerating discretion is not good for it. Um, And that's, that's so different than, like... I guess on National Coming Out Day, a lot of people do messages for the people who are still in the closet. You know, if you're a minor and you're, you shouldn't be listening to the show, but uh, if you are 
Yeah, there are a lot of people who stay in the closet for uh, security reasons, uh, for their own personal safety. And um, I was about to say that's fine. It is, and it also isn't. And the only way in which it isn't is when you when you take a step forward and 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 try to find community. But why, like every step forward is a negotiation with the closet you're in. That show, uh, Heartstopper, it's on Netflix. It's this cute little British show about uh, uh, kids in high school, and there's a gay kid. And uh, for the first two seasons, uh, his his romant romantic interest, a bisexual boy, is really 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 caught up about the closet. And, I mean, the show does kind of an okay job of it, but there's an effect that has on everybody else. I don't know. I'm kind of okay being the person who says, you know, to all of you in the closet, yeah, you're you're like, like, you may view yourselves as more vulnerable than the ones of us who who, uh, came out and and live in an outworld, and we have to take different kinds of incoming, and you got to bottle this stuff up and... I mean, you can't really rank the, uh, I mean, LGBTQ people, we love arguing over who is more aggrieved than the other, but for the closet people, you just, you you worry, like, I'm just so fundamentally anti-repression, because I've seen what it does to people, and we have to, not everything is good, discretion fucking sucks, people. We have to think about, uh what it does to all of us as a whole to tolerate stuff like that. So, you know, what is the what is the theme of this episode as we wrap up? Um, there's layers. Like, like, live and let live is something we say. Yeah, that's a good thing. Until it's not. I don't fuck discreet, discreet people. I, I And I tell them, I tell them, fuck your discretion. My grinder profile says, no closet cases. Confidence and maturity are sexy. Discreet people are not confident. Um, I just hate that those kind of people are going to prey on the ones of... Like, it, it takes... It, it's tiring. It's tiring to have to put up a big front. But, um, I don't know. What's the alternative? I, I actually... I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Um... It's not the closet, though. There's nothing good to be found there. So let's weed it out. Let's let's all make a communal pack. We will not sleep with discreet people, and you know that'll be our part. Drop in the bucket. This is this is a long haul battle. It won't be solved today. It won't be solved tomorrow. But we have to go through today and tomorrow with the belief that someday out there we'll be able to stamp that out. And you can't do that from inside a closet. Closets get stuffy and musky, and they're gross. And we say to that, "Fuck that." It sucks. So on that front, uh, I don't know. I hope we had fun rambling. Uh, I don't know. Love yourself. Honestly, wake up each morning and make a commitment to try and love yourself a little more than you did. You do that and you'll realize what a great world it can be when we get free of the world of repression from discretion. Fuck that shit. And with that, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. And it won't be five months from now. It will be hopefully pretty soon. Because we got Christmas. We got Rankin Bass to finish. And it's coming up. So, uh, thanks so much.